everyone, it's Amy Sherman from MLive and Michigan's Best, and I'm so happy to continue our series, Founders Crafted in Michigan. We love the artists, businesses, and people that are doing cool things all across the state of Michigan. And right now, I'm really excited to bring to you James DeFranco, who is the artistic director of the Grand Rapids Ballet Company, which is actually Michigan's only professional company here in the state. I didn't know that, James, that we only had one. You would think it would be Detroit, but it's actually Grand Rapids. That's right. Yeah, I, I, we're very proud of that. Um, I, we'd be happy if there were more ballet companies in the state, um, but for right now, we are the only one. So yeah, we, we definitely try to reach as, as many people across all, all of Michigan as we can. Let me ask you, um, why is a ballet company so important to a community? Well, ballet is, is one of those uh, artistic traditions, I'd say, that, um, uh-oh, I've got a... Okay. <laughs> this is just part of, part of what's happening here during these times. We got you. <laughs> well, I think along with um, music and art, ballet has this kind of steeped tradition, a very rich history, and um, if, if we don't continue it, it it's a live art form, um, even more so, you could argue, than um, like classical music, where you can write down the notes. So in ballet, it's, it's very difficult to notate exactly what uh, dance is. You have to learn it um, most choreographers don't allow you to even learn it from a video now that there is video. Um, you have to learn it from somebody who was taught it from somebody else. So it gets passed down from generation to generation. So um, I think it's really important that we kind of, we have to carry that mantle here for the, the people of Michigan and Grand Rapids uh, for the students. Um, you can, you know, try to learn on YouTube and, and such, um, and we're, we're doing our best, of course, virtually, but uh, there's nothing that quite beats learning it from that person who knows, who learned it from somebody else directly. So um, it's just really important. It, it is a, a very fine art form. It takes a lot of practice, a lot of craft. Um, the obviously the point shoes that the ladies dance on um we we've been doing this our entire lives we've dedicated our our whole life to to perfecting this art form and to, to keeping it alive basically um for the next generation so we can teach it and that's kind of i've i've moved from being a dancer i was a dancer at the san francisco ballet for many many years i learned from some amazing people there choreographers from all over the world people who came from um, the best companies in the world san francisco ballet is, is way up there in, in terms of um, reputation in the in the dance community and so i'm trying to bring a, um, some of that here to grand rapids um calling a lot of my for friends, um, imparting some of the, the things that I've learned throughout my years, and just, I think, keeping it alive and having the people of Grand Rapids know that we have this connection to something greater than, than us. There is this art form out there that has, you know, you can talk about great achievements of humankind. You can talk about architecture. You can talk about miracles of, of medicine. And, and But I think also in that same kind of category, you should put works of art. Um, pieces of, of music by Beethoven and Bach and um, artist, art, artistic explorations of on the canvas by Rothko and Leonardo da Vinci. But you know, you need to put ballet up there too with George Balanchine and Marius Petipa, Swan Lake, The Nutcracker, um, Serenade. I mean, onto like some modern classics too. These are like really influential and, and important pieces of, 
art that define us as a, as a society and as, as human beings. And I think um, I'm realizing now as I become older and I'm not just the, the vessel, I'm not just the instrument for the choreographers anymore. I'm, I'm feeling the weight of that responsibility, especially now when we have this coronavirus to, to keep the art form alive. And I think we are lucky, you, everyone in Grand Rapids is lucky to have a professional company of this caliber. Um, we have a school, but we're not just a school. We have 18 fully professional company members who came to live and work in Grand Rapids from all over the, the world. We have international dancers as well. So um, it is really special to have it. And I think um, we do feel the love from the people that know about us, but it's true when people say, oh, we have a ballet company or we're the only professional ballet company in Michigan. It's, it's kind of a, a, an aha moment. Like, wow, I really, I'm proud of that fact. And um, even if they've never seen ballet, um, but if you came and saw it or watched us online, I think you would um, feel that pride even more so. Well, I can feel the passion in your voice and what you're saying and what, what you guys are, are doing is such an, an amazing thing. One of the things that I've always been super intrigued by, um, I live right in East Town. So I live right right around the corner from, from um, some of your facilities and things like that. Um, I, I love that you, you are really focused on bringing up the next generation of dancers. And that's been such a big thing for you guys, like that you have the classes. And I know right now during COVID, you guys are doing classes out in the parking lot and stuff like that. Like, talk to me a little bit about why that is a big thing for the GR Ballet Company. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we, um, well, founders, I know you're talking about this founders uh, uh, series. Uh, yeah, there are, there are, there are next door neighbors. <laughs> yeah, we love founders. Uh, it's a little dangerous that they're right across the street. <laughs> Um, for me, an hour is really go after reversals. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, anytime you can find me there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they've been really generous to let us use the parking lot for some of our school classes. Um, I just came from a rehearsal outside in our backyard, actually, in the grass. We have some dancers actually working on some parks concerts. So, we're collaborating with the GR Symphony as well, some musicians and some pop up. Um, performances throughout the park so we're rehearsing in the grass outside too so we're really being creative but yes um, keeping the school going to keep that next generation um, inspired because you know a, a year is a, is a long time to a, a teenager <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot can happen in a year especially those are your formative years of training so we're doing our best to keep up um, as much connection with them as possible. We had a, a four week summer program that we did all completely virtually, which I taught in as well. And then we had a great turnout for that. We are planning to bring um, students in small groups back into our studios uh, for a fall term. Of course, we're gonna you know, keep an eye on how we can do that safely and keep it in line with the, the governor's orders, et cetera. Um, but yeah, also within the company's ranks, which you know, they're, not students anymore so they're older but they are by nature dancers are younger i mean they're like they're professional athletes so you can't dance much past you know you can dance past 40 um but it's kind of like a an unwritten rule like 40 is like wow if you made it to 40 that's pretty good um so yeah your your career is finite so what are you going to do after that so i've um begun in this one program every year called Jumpstart. I've offered all of our dancers to 
the opportunity to choreograph and to try to be on the other side of the room. Um, it's something that I kind of wish I had when I was a dancer. Mm -hmm. uh, many times dancers are expected to just bam, start teaching or start choreographing the minute you stop performing. Um, and sometimes that works great. Sometimes it doesn't work as well. It, but I, I would have wished on having more opportunity to kind of smooth that transition, mm -hmm. to give myself um, experience and opportunity to discover what I like to do. Um, maybe I'm, I prefer teaching. Maybe I prefer choreographing. Maybe I prefer just coaching a piece that's already been choreographed. So there's lots of elements of how to be on the other side of the studio and to give these dancers a future past just their performance on the stage. Well, and I love that. I love that you're thinking that, that that's kind of, it sounds like that's kind of where you're taking your career now, but in the sense of um, you're also hoping that you can share a different path maybe for the dancers that are currently in the system. Yeah, I mean, we're getting kind of a little bit of a system, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, we're getting a little philosophical here, which I guess is fine because um, like I, we're talking about like I'm becoming, I'm, I'm moving past, I'm like two years past my performing career now and, and the weight of the, that responsibility is, is, is strong. I feel strong, strongly that we need to continue dance and who's going to do it when I'm gone. So those are the dancers that are dancing now. So I'm trying to give them as much, uh, as many resources in terms of their experience um, that they can use to, to push that art form forward, forward. after I'm gone. <laughs> so James, so you were a professional dancer um, mm -hmm. in, in San Francisco, is that correct? Yes. And, and then you, but then you came to Grand Rapids, but were you dancing in Grand Rapids or did you come in, in, in the new role of more of an artistic director? Yeah, I was offered the job while I was still dancing in San Francisco Valley, so I decided that would be a good time to uh, you hang hit 40. The... You hit 40. And then... I hit 40, I did, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I decided uh, this was a, a good opportunity and I didn't want to pass it up um, because like I said it is a little bit hard that transition from performing to like now what um, and there's a little bit of a lull um, um, I have a family and we have two kids too so my wife and our two kids we moved out here um, because this was going to be a great like next step and it was going to be pretty pretty easy transition wise in terms of career uh, you know, moving from San Francisco to Grand Rapids was a bit of a change, especially um, for a my wife. A great change, let's be honest. <laughs> in Southern California, but yes, uh, many, many wonderful things about being here. We have a, a lovely home and um, our kids are loving it and we love the, we love exploring Michigan, especially in the summer too. So, um, and, and the, the place itself is really great, like getting to meet all the people who support the ballet. Um, the board members who are really involved, uh, getting uh, like getting to meet um, Marcella Leninger at the symphony and um, other people at the opera and through Art Prize. We've done a lot of collaborations in the two years that I've been here. And, and I really like kind of getting us out into the community more that way too, not just in our own little bubble. bubble the yeah, I, I do. I will say that I think that in Grand Rapids, um, collaborations between different organizations is so, it's always easy, it seems like. Maybe easier than in a big city where I mean, we, we are always so welcome to that kind of collaboration. Have you found that? I have found that. Um, I was always wondering why we never danced with the San Francisco Symphony and San Francisco Ballet. I mean, partially because we had our own ballet orchestra, uh, because we had so many performances. There's no way the symphony could perform all of our ballet performances. <laughs> but you know, like there, there, you would think there could be more opportunities every once in a while or something. Um, but yeah, I don't know exactly the reason why, but yeah, it definitely feels a lot more um, 
collaborative in the city, maybe a little bit smaller town, has that feel like we're all in this together, which it's is nice. Midwest, baby, it's the Midwest. <laughs> exactly. Logistics always come into play and there's always the devil in the details, but you know, we're, we're making it work. We're gonna do a, a show um, with, with the symphony coming up this fall actually, um, which I don't think is announced yet, so. Oh, well. Okay, so we but, um, breaking news. Breaking yeah. news. <laughs> well, I was just going to ask you though. Um, this has been a crazy time, right, for all of us, obviously. Um, and you guys are in an, an interactive, you know, thing. Um, what's been happening with dance? We 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 can't come see performances in a traditional sense. So, what does it look like now? So, as you might imagine, a lot of it has gone to the screen. Uh, we have we have gone to filming, we've gone to live streaming. Um, the dance film genre was a thing before this COVID mm -hmm. thing hit, um, but it's becoming an even more big deal now. Um, you know, where you collaborate with a filmmaker uh, and you you set up like, a, you make like a little mini movie or a music video, whatever you kind of want to call it. But TikTok. using, <laughs> using, using dancers kind of in, um, extraordinary settings in unusual settings for dancers. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I said, we're outside in the grass in our sneakers right now, which is not anything that I don't, I don't think they've ever done that for like but I work. Love that. for me before. I love it's always that. been, you know, I'm sure people do it people do it in the park, you know, on their own, but I've never actually asked them to do that for the ballet. So um, you know, we're trying to embrace all the all the new challenges and and make the best of it. But yeah, you'll see a lot of us virtually online this year. Um, any chance we can, you know, kind of do something live, like I mentioned, these things in the parks, their pop-up concerts. We can't really promote them because we can't have more than 100 people gather um, per the governor's order right now. So it's, it's a little spontaneous. Um, if you check your, like, Neighborhood Parks Association Facebook page, they should be posting it kind of like the day before. That'll be lasting for, like, the next two weeks. Um, we're also working, uh, because we postponed our gala, um, we're working to... Uh, bring the ballet to people's homes individually. So we, we're talking about um, laying down a floor, a portable floor, and um, doing kind of like a private dance performance for you and your your family at your house. Seriously? <laughs> so, okay, I seriously. love that idea. Can you come to my house? <laughs> yeah, sign up. <laughs> that's really cool. And so that's kind of partially, not just to expose people to the ballet, but but also a fundraiser. In that yes, that, that is, that is Kind of like taking the place of our our gala for the fall since we did move the like in-person event mm -hmm. um to the spring for now so that's Got a fundraiser too but yeah we're gonna do that we're gonna do as much as we can outdoors as long as we can until the weather shuts us down <laughs> of I, course i think that's fantastic i love that that's fantastic <laughs> so um, i mean especially for some of our virtual programs we're going to be doing a lot of like filming and like i said we're going to be trying to take advantage of not only our stage where we have lots of lighting and theatrical elements but um trying to use the outdoor space use you putting dancers in unusual spots which i think is is nice to see and you, you kind of don't imagine dancers kind of jumping you know past the bridge or something i don't know so there's there's lots of different opportunities out there i think that's really cool it's kind of uh in a way it's forcing you to think about maybe your dance a little bit different right yeah for sure um i, I usually think pretty straightforward about like okay this has, it has to be a live performance this person has to enter here and then needs a, a minute break before they come on again but now like if we're going to film a movie 
that person can do a take and then and they can be dancing the whole time. Like, so there's, there's things about it that are um, kind of exciting. We're actually gonna do a lot of that kind of like movie magic for our uh, Nutcracker special. So we're, we're gathering dancers into small pods so that we don't have more than four dancers dancing mm -hmm. at any one time together mm -hmm. uh, to you know, make sure that we keep people safe and, and exposed to less people. But we're still gonna make some of our Nutcracker scenes look as though they've got a full stage okay so we're gonna do that with with like camera techniques and overlaying different shots on top of each other well that's really exciting i love it now that will be coming out in december for the holidays or that'll be our like nutcracker uh special your, your virtual nutcracker <laughs> exactly. now who is the mother in the nutcracker where all the all the, the dancers come out of her dress <laughs> right? uh, we don't I have that in the her. current version, but, but they, they did used to have that. And so people told me, like, I used to be Mother Ginger. Yes. And people <laughs> love that Mother Ginger. And I think they even had, like, you could, like, donate and become yes. the Mother Ginger. Exactly, I, right. This is before I got here. But, um, maybe you should bring that okay, back. I want to bring that back, okay. <laughs> She was very popular, Mother Ginger. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, I do love that you're doing all these different things to try to um, you know, maintain um, um, the ballet and to make sure it's still relevant, to make sure you're still out there in the community. I mean, whether it's from classes, in the grass, to um, online virtual things. What else can people look forward to this fall and winter from the Grand Rapids Ballet Company? Well, we have um, our first virtual program will be uh, coming out probably in November. We don't have the dates exactly set for that yet, but um, we're going to be, uh, I'm still going to be engaging some choreographers to create brand new work on us, um, even though they will be doing it via a Zoom meeting like we're having right now. So it's going to be a, a bit of a wild ride. We've got um, kind of like little mini TV stations set up in every studio. So um, to see like what a choreographer can come up with when they're kind of having to just do it through this, this computer system, um, I think it's, it's gonna be exciting in a way. Um, I don't know if it's ever gonna be like replacing the fact, but to know that we can do it, I think it's gonna be um, a boost to our confidence about it. Um, I think we would probably be very hesitant into it if COVID had not done it be like oh no well why would you ever do that but like you know when there's a will there's a way when you have a challenge you have to overcome it and I think these uh the dancers are going to be really hungry for it and we like I said just for these neighborhood parks concerts that we've had a couple dances at a time back rehearsing they've been really excited about being back in the studio about moving again and it's actually been a little emotional to see them um in person to see them moving together in unison and all this work that I've been doing all summer is just, you know, like kind of like on the computer the whole time, trying to figure out how we can make this work, how we can pay for it um, to keep the organization solvent. But uh, when you see the art, when you see the dancers coming back and, and doing what they do best, and it, it really does kind of bring up something inside you that's indescribable. And uh, then in that, in that one moment, I was like, oh yeah, it's all worth it. So <laughs> it's, it's good awesome. to have those that's moments. Awesome. And, I, and I hope you guys have those moments too when you watch um, what we what we present online. I like it. Well, it might not be live always, but there is definitely the passion behind the Grand Rapids Ballet Company, right, James? 
Yes, definitely. And, and I think that is going to come through on the stage. Um, some of some of our things this fall may, like I said, this symphony concert we have will, will probably be a live stream, actually. So it will be live. Um, some of our other programs we will film in, in chunks, like I said, so we can kind of uh, incorporate the movie magic in there. Um, so we're going to do pretty much everything we can. <laughs> I'm not saying no to anything, basically. <laughs> That's perfect. You got to say yes to everything, right? <laughs> That's like in my entire life motto. <laughs> Just say yes. Yeah, if you, you keep your mind open, if you keep the, the opportunities out there and you see what comes at you and, and we're going to take it and make the best of it. I love that. Well, James, if people want to get more information about the Grand Rapids Ballet Company, where do they go? Uh, right to our website, grballet.com. Um, we will have some information very soon about how you can subscribe to our whole season. Um, not only will you get our performances, but you'll get a lot of our uh, behind the scenes interviews, some uh, ways to kind of peek into some rehearsals or classes, some exclusive things just for subscribers. So we're going to try to um, give uh, a lot of perks like that too, some kind of like extra bonus content. Um, but then of course there'll be the, the virtual performances as well, which will be a real highlight for me to see all that kind of all that work come to fruition on the on absolutely the i'm super looking forward to it i love it well james sofranco the artistic director from the grand rapids ballet company thank you so much for joining us thank you amy if you want to get more information about the founders crafted in michigan campaign you want to head to mlive.com